I'm Michael Fox, and this is the Money, Metals, and Markets Weekly for July 28th, syndicated exclusively on Kitco.com. And as I am every week, I'm joined by the mercenary geologist, Mickey Falp. Welcome, Mickey. Thanks a lot, Mike. Well, summer's, summer's here, and uh, we had a, a very strange day, I thought, on Wednesday. In the midst of uh, the Fed raising their interest rates by another quarter point, everybody had their eyes on Congress and talking about little green men and UFOs. Yeah, well, welcome to the dysfunction of the U.S. government, I suppose. Yeah, well, all I could uh, figure out was there was rumors of aliens, but nobody actually saw any. Well, that's good. Some of the uh, members of the U.S. government are so senile, who knows what they see at night. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, There was an interesting piece. There was at least 15 or 16 members of Congress in the Senate that are in their 80s now. Uh, yep. I think it's time for some new blood. But more on that moving, later, huh? More on that later. Moving forward, what did the metals do this week? Well, gold was flat. Actually, lost a couple of bucks, despite the fact that the dollar was about sixty basis points stronger. It closed at nineteen fifty nine, down two bucks on the week. The rest of the precious metals actually uh, were down. And presumably that was mostly because of a stronger U.S. dollar. Silver, 24.27, down 1.1%. Platinum, 9.35, down 2.8%. Palladium, 12.17, down 3.4%. Yeah, well, in spite of the the stronger dollar, copper seemed to uh, have a bit of a bounce last week. Well, this week it did. Uh, and it gained back exactly what it lost last week. So it uh, closed at 3.89 up eight cents, and it's a very nice move up. A lot of this is speculation on lessening economic fears, uh, Chinese pumping up their economy or their uh, uh, housing market or attempting to. And, of course, there was some short covering because a couple of weeks ago we were talking about uh, record shorts are coming into the market. Yeah, I noticed that the uh, the gold-silver ratio ticked up above 80 again this week. Yeah, but that was only eight-tenths of a a tick up, so uh, not much. It just got above that number. Eighty flat, and uh, we're all, we're now five weeks into uh, a slow, methodical march upwards by uh, energy prices. Yep, WTI was up over four and a half percent, closed above eighty dollars, and that's the first time it's been at that level since mid-April. It it was once again up uh, for the same reasons lessening fears of recession go through the numbers rigs minus five production flat at 12.2 million barrels per day inventories down a few ticks 600,000 barrels down they remain solidly within the five-year seasonal range imports have been vacillating 
one week to the other. They were down again this week to 6.4 million barrels per day, which is nearing what I would call the mean or the median over the last couple of years of around 6.2. Refineries flat at 16.4 million barrels a day. Gasoline stocks remain well below their historic seasonal five-year range. And at my pump in the Ozarks of Missouri, gas has gone up 40 cents over the last 10 days. Wow, I thought it was pretty bad here since uh, the 1st of July. Our pump prices have raised, risen 20 cents a liter here, which uh, would be about an 80 cent uh, increase uh, on a gallon. Yep, so who knows why? Uh, I think it's probably too soon for the recent WTI price ticks to reflect that bigger rise. But uh, part of it may have to do with that China is buying and stockpiling oil somewhere well over a billion barrels in storage right now. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, on our end, we have uh, government to uh, increase taxes and put in uh, uh, new environmental uh, regulations on the, on oil, which uh, is a good, uh, a good uh, indicator for the majority of the jump in price up here. Yep. So um, on the uranium things, we seem to oscillate back and forth, back and forth. So last week we were up a little bit. This week we seem to be down a little bit. That lost 15 cents, but it's still trading in this 55, 50, low $56 range. It's basically in neutral. Uh, and I think this reflects the usual summer trading low close at 56.10 per pound. Okay. Well, we, we talked a little bit of fiscal policy with the rate increase. Uh, and as you would expect with the rate increase, the, uh, the dollar index went up slightly. Uh, what happened in the money markets? Well, the U.S. dollar was up about 58 basis points, six tenths percent rise uh, to 101.64. Both the Fed and ECB raised rates 25 basis points this week, and Powell spoke on Wednesday, as you alluded to. And once again, he talked out of both sides of his mouth at once. It's amazing how he can do that in the same same sentence, but it caused U.S. Treasury rates to increase, to jump, in fact. Uh, 10-year T-bond was above 4%. It closed at 39 six today up 11 basis points uh the curve remains significantly inverted well over 90 basis points on the two to ten year uh bill to bond euro lost eight tenths percent close at one ten three looney was basically flat lost nine basis points to close at 75.57 and the bricks go back Currency is not even on the agenda, according to uh, the South African finance minister for the BRICS meeting coming up here in August. And apparently that entire thing was promulgated by the Russians and only the Russians are interested in a gold, bo a gold back fiat currency. 
Yeah, there seems to be a lot of uh, we want this coming out of Russia and their partners saying, well, wait a minute, maybe not so much. Exactly. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. That's uh, it's a strange group of people that don't get along. Um, but, you know, I guess it's something for else for us to worry about. Uh, as we head over to the markets, you were talking about that big inversion. That's always a, an indicator of recession. Um, I saw another one coming out of the headlines today. Walmart is uh, reaching a getting very close to a record high stock price. Uh, Walmart usually does very well when the economy is not doing well. So I think that would be another indicator to that uh, that recession. But with that said, uh, the markets themselves, uh, we're on a three-week uh, winning streak. Well, they certainly are, and counter to the idea of a recession, Q2 GDP came in this week at a much higher than expected 2.4% annualized. Uh, we got to expect a great rise. Uh, durable goods uh, purchases were much higher than expected, came in at 4.7%. Consumer spending crashed this month, and today the inflation, core inflation, the personal consumer expenditures uh, was up 4.1% year over year, and that was all spun as positive by market financial pundits, but let's keep in mind that is over 2%, over double what the Fed says is the uh, inflation goal of 2% per annum. The markets did quite well. Uh, they seem to ignore everything that goes on, good or bad, as long as it's about what was expected. The Dow closed up 35,459, up 7 tenths percent. It ended a 13-day winning streak yesterday, but it's now been up 14 left 15 days. Uh, that 13 days was an all-time record since the exchange was founded in 1901. S&P 500, 45.82, up 1%. VIX remains very low at 13.3. NASDAQ closed at 14.317, up 2%. And that leads us to our theme this week. And once again, a famous Rolling Stones song. You can't always get what you want. And I would say unless you're a Wall Street broker or a big bankster, and not only do they get what they want, they get what they need all the time too. So uh, uh, you got it both ways. The Fed continues to build this stock market bubble that will crash at some point. No one seems to know when. No, that's uh, that's definitely true. Uh, if we take our and turn our eyes northward up to my country in Canada and the uh, resource-heavy TSX venture, what happened up there? Now it's still mucking about on piddly volumes. Uh, it was up significantly today uh, after being down a significant number of days over the last couple of weeks. Close at 625 I think up eight points, nine points on the day, 1.3% rise. But if you look at the year to date, high and low, high 
back in February was 643. The low was the next day during the market crash of 596. So there is no beta. There is no volatility in this index. Uh, it is moved up or down less than 8% all year. Uh, that just doesn't surprise me. I know of my own holdings in the and Canadian junior mining stocks, you know, I'm up a penny one day a week and down a penny the next week, and I just keep shuffling along and, uh, you know, within that range, and nobody really is uh, is getting anywhere fast, that's for sure. Yep, no one cares. Volumes remain uh, in the low teens, billions uh, per day. Yeah. Well, we had a pretty heavy week this week. Uh, looking forward into next week, uh, what do we have on the uh, on the calendar and the agenda to uh, to talk about next show? Well, we've got some biggies that the market always pays attention to. We have both the manufacturing and the service PMIs. Manufacturing has been down eight months in a row. We expect it to probably still be bad, certainly below 50. Service PMI was down last week, but it remains pretty good. It, I think it was last month, it was about 54. 50 is break even. Uh, we got Bacon of England expected to raise their interest rates quarter percent midweek. And then the biggie on Friday is non farm payrolls, which the market always pays a lot of attention to. Yeah, we do have a busy week looking forward. So, uh, you know, the poll question for the week. Who will win the government's senile person of the year award for 2023? And of course, your choices are Biden, Feinstein, McConnell, or other. Give us your snarky reply. What say you, Michael? Well, I'm having a hard time determining if the person talking is senile or just crazy. So I'm going to fall into that other category because I can't tell the difference anymore. Well, I'm going to vote for Senator Dianne Feinstein of the Socialist State of California. And it's solely because I recall when they rolled out on the Senate floor her mummified remains in a wheelchair to vote on a bill. You know, um, I, I just look and go, you know, there was a report um, this week that said there was like 15 members of Congress in, in the Senate that were already well into their 80s and they weren't taking into account those that were in their late 70s. Uh, at some point, there's got to be some new blood coming in there. We'll see. Either that or, you know, Dracula's going to be doing nothing but blood transfusions. <laughs> well, that should wrap it up for this week. Uh, looking forward to uh, to a nice weekend here and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week, Vicki. Thanks a lot, Michael. Take care. Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated exclusively by our friends at Kitco.com. To keep up with Mickey Folk, visit him online at mercenarygeologist.com and on Twitter under at mercenarygeo. Yours truly, Chris Temple, can be found at nationalinvestor.com and on Twitter, it's at natinvestor. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you again next week.